Hi there. Welcome to this week's message from Darkness to Light. We hope that you enjoy the message and will join us each week for an inspiring devotional. And now here's Troy Holden with this week's message. I worked with a man several years ago, and he had a daughter. Unfortunately, his little girl became very unwell. In the beginning, he had every right to be concerned as a parent, especially because the doctors had no idea what the cause was. She was in and out of the hospital. Doctors were doing all kinds of tests for months, but nothing conclusive ever came of it. Now, while all this was going on, this man was so worried. He was extremely stressed. He would worry, thinking, what if it was this disease? What if something was wrong internally? What if he loses his little girl? The worry consumed him every single moment of the day. His every other thought was worry. After I saw that this was taking a toll on him and affecting his health, we, we sat down and I said to him, why don't you stop worrying so much when you have so much to thank God for? He looked at me sideways. And I told him, other than the period your daughter is feeling unwell, she's at school and doing well, right? At home, she's doing what little girls do and playing with their friends. The doctors have performed all these tests on her, but found absolutely nothing yet. Nothing for months. Why are you worrying so much instead of thanking God that she's not been diagnosed with something serious? Instead of seeing God strengthening her, all you can see is what might happen to her. Now, it turns out all it was was an allergy. And once they addressed it, she was absolutely fine. You see, Worry is all about perspective. An optimistic man will look at an ambulance and he'll say, Great! Help is on the way. A worried man will look at an ambulance and say, Oh no, someone's dying. Perspective. A believer in faith will pray and say, God, stand with me in this storm I'm facing. A believer with worry will pray, God, what if this storm destroys me? What if it never ends? How come you're not stopping this? How many times have we heard the words, don't worry? Fathers say those two words to their sons. Wives say those two words to their husbands. Pastors say those two words to their congregations. And the Word of God even says those same two words to us, the children of God. But no matter how many times we hear those words, regardless of how many times we read those words in the Bible, somehow, some way, there just always seems to be something that makes us worry. Sadly, it's an inescapable truth for many people But for the person who wants to live their life in the way God intended, you have to decide. You have to make a choice. How will you handle 
worry. At one point or another, you'll face something that will make you worry. Jesus said in this world, you're going to have trouble. You will face some hardship. Not everything will go your way. You might have to deal with the trial of sickness, tragedy, natural or economic disasters, and oh yes, the devil. Being told something like that would certainly make you worried. But if you're patient enough to read the second part of that same verse in John 16, Jesus said, yes, you will face troubles in this world, but, oh, I love that word, but, take heart, be courageous, be of good cheer. I, I have overcome the world, so take heart. It means to gird up your courage or be encouraged. Those words are meant to lift us, to strengthen our spirit, to give us hope and peace. You know, I find it comforting and reassuring that the Bible tells us the following in Psalm 103, verse 13. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. And if you read Psalm 68, verse 5, the Bible says a father of the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy habitation. Really think about that for a moment. God is like a father, a father to his children. And what does a father do? A father provides for his children. A father teaches and corrects and provides instruction to his children. A father loves his children. Now, when I was growing up, my father always used to say to me, it's a man's job to protect and provide for his family, and I have the best job on earth. He would say it time and time again, and it's only when I had my own family that I truly understood what he meant. As a father, I will defend my family. I will ensure they are safe and taken care of, because it's my responsibility. And I often think about it like this. If I feel this way, if I, as a sinful man, can feel so strongly about loving and defending my family, then what about God? Imagine how much He loves us, and in Him loving us so much, imagine how strongly He would protect us. Matthew 6, verse 26 says, Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? As children of God, the Bible tells us we're valuable in God's eyes. We're dearly loved and we're certainly protected. Allow me to give you a few biblical examples of how God protected his children throughout time. God's protection meant that Gideon and his army of 300 men were greatly outnumbered, but they had God's favor. They had God's protection. God's protection meant that no harm came to Daniel, even though he was thrown into a lion's den. God's protection meant that the three Hebrew boys weren't burned alive even though they were thrown into a fiery furnace. God's protection meant that Goliath, a skilled giant warrior, 
was no match for a boy with a few stones. What I'm trying to get across is that Jesus Christ is our great protector. He is the ultimate. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is our great defender. He's a mighty shield that blocks every arrow from the devil. Dear friend, let me tell you, the ultimate protection you can have is Jesus Christ. In Him, you are hidden from the enemy's line of sight. We can do all we can to physically protect our families, but ultimately, only God can save us. Only God can defend us. We can do all we can to protect our health, but ultimately, God is the one in control. Now I'd like to read a few verses from what I consider to be one of the greatest passages of Scripture regarding our protection as children of God. The Bible reads in Psalm 121, verse 1 to 3, I will lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved He who keeps you will not slumber. Now, this passage of Scripture really encourages me. In a way, it's telling us to just leave it in God's hands. Whatever is hurting you, whatever is painful, whatever it is, pray about it. Stand on God's Word concerning that issue or problem. Fast and believe God for it. But more importantly, Leave it in the hands of the Master. And let me tell you this. When you take things into your hands, you're being disobedient to God because the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. The Amplified Translation for 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Casting all your cares, that's all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on Him. Casting all your cares on Him, for He cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Furthermore, Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. This is telling you that if you have something you're worried about, pray about it. Make your request known to God and leave it in His hands. If there's something that's making you anxious, the Bible tells you to cast all, all your cares on Jesus Christ? Is there an issue with your children? Is there a private sin you're wrestling with? Whatever it is, remember, we are not to worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. Only then can you and I experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. 
I love the verse in Psalm 37 that says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Imagine that. The Bible tells us that God never forsakes the righteous. He never turns his back on them. He never ignores them. He never leaves them. May this knowledge help and strengthen your faith. May this encourage you to keep the faith. When we're struggling, it can be easy to think God's abandoned us. After all, he has the power to deliver us with just one word, he could make all our pain go away in an instant. And yet this is not typically the way God chooses to work. Sometimes he allows us to go through deep water before providing a way out. But that doesn't mean he doesn't love us. That doesn't mean he's forsaken us. It simply means he has a better plan, even if we don't understand it. And I know that some situations can be painful. They can be uncomfortable sometimes. But what do you do when you're lost and hopeless? Keep the faith. When there's no end in sight and the road seems long and lonely, keep the faith. When you're alone, you're in the dark, you're in the den of lions, keep the faith. Faith isn't something that we can just muster up for ourselves. It's a gift from God, and God will never deny it to any who ask. Thankfully, when we're feeling discouraged and doubtful, we can simply pray for God to increase our faith. And the Bible tells us that God rewards those who seek Him. He blesses those who love Him and stand unwavering in faith. He stands with those that believe in Him, those willing to believe even if they have not seen. He grants them victory, even in the middle of difficulty. That is why we must keep the faith. We know that victory is up ahead, even if it's not as soon as we'd like. God's timing is not our timing, but His way is always better. So every day when you wake up, believe that His hand is on your life. Believe that He's working even when we can't see it. Keep the faith and believe that He will never leave nor forsake you. And let that promise inspire you to keep the faith no matter what. This has been your weekly message from darkness to light. Thanks again for joining us today.